You are listening to the fastest growing sports investing podcast in the world. If you're looking for no-nonsense, actionable sports investing information and insight, all geared to increase your bankroll, you've come to the right place. And now, the wait is over. Direct from the real MrACL.com, this is the ACL Pod featuring Captain Wags. I give you A C L. And with that, welcome into the ACL Pod featuring Captain Wags. I'm ACL. He is Wags. We're making our way through college football, Power Five conferences. We did the SEC, did the Big Ten, did the Big 12. Today is the ACC, of course, the Clemson Tigers. ACC. ACC. There we go. Have been on top of the ACC for a number of years. We will touch on them in the Atlantic Division, the Coastal Division. Wags, you ready to talk some ACC football today, man? Always ready to talk ACC football. Um, definitely not the, uh, the most powerful conference out of the Power Five. Um, I will admit that, even though um, my beloved Hurricanes play it there. Um, but yeah, no, it should be a, should be a fun conference this year to watch. Uh, I think it'll be very uh, competitive. Yeah, certainly, um, maybe not so much in the Atlantic, but certainly in the coastal. I think as far as who's going to win that is certainly up for grabs, and then who's going to finish second place in the Atlantic is definitely up for debate. Uh, the website, guys, the real We're on Twitter, we're on Instagram. Certainly appreciate any retweets of the pod. And five-star ratings for the pod as well. Those certainly help us grow, and we definitely appreciate that. We've been growing by leaps and bounds, and we definitely appreciate all the love, support, feedback that we get on DMs and email about the pod. So thank you for that. Wags, let's start in the Atlantic Division, the Clemson Tigers. Conference odds, this is a real number, minus 715 to win the conference. If you want to bet on them to win the Atlantic Division, you have to lay minus 2,000. If you want to bet on them to win the national championship, three to one season win total is 11 plus 100 minus 120. I'll touch upon how I think you might want to play that because their first game against Georgia is really going to depend a lot on you know how that number plays out. So we'll talk about that. But again, uh, uh, season win total is 11 plus 100 minus 120. If you want to go under, they have the 72nd hardest schedule in the country this year. Thoughts on Clemson as we head into the season here. Lay two thousand to win a hundred. That is their uh, it's free dinner, right? And it's a free dinner for sure. Um, <laughs> you know, the the only worry they have is maybe NC State, <laughs> Boston College, maybe Wake Forest, not it Florida State. Florida State. We'll talk about them later. Okay. Um, but yeah, no. Look, Clemson has a very easy schedule. Um, you know, especially after that first game against Georgia, they should win their seventh ACC title not just the Atlantic, Um, but they do have some holes to fill. Um, They, they only return five starters on offense. And, you know, we talked about Oklahoma, we talked about Alabama next man in, and these teams have recruiting classes year after year. I sound like a broken record and Clemson will have next man in Uh, DJ Ugalele. I mean, he's going to be the next quarterback for this Clemson team. We saw what he could do a little bit last year when uh, Lawrence was out with COVID and um, he stepped up. Yes, they almost lost to Boston College or yeah, was it Boston College last year? Yeah, um, they, they be, ended up winning 34-28. Um, they, they lost to Notre Dame in, in double overtime that week after. I think, uh, again, Ugalele was, was in at quarterback then. So, but he, he still put up points, right? They, they still put up 34 and 40 points. Um, 
uh, people didn't realize that not only was Lawrence injured that for those two, or uh, on COVID for those uh, couple games, they also had a lot of guys out on defense um, during the same time, which which hurt them. Um, but that said, look, they they lose Lawrence, they lose their you know their all time rusher uh, Travis Etienne, and um, you know to the they, same they, NFL team, which is weird. Yeah, totally. Um, you know, Jaguars take a, a little risk on Etienne. You know, with with a lot of uh, yep you know, uh, mileage on his legs, but that, you know, that the, they have next guy in, they got a, they got a freshman running back, Will Shipley, who's going to step right in. They have a very solid offensive line, um, you know, uh, who, who was young, but you know, again, they're, they're still going to be tops or one of the best uh, units in the ACC. They have great receivers. Um, but the biggest strength is your defense. They return nine on defense. Um, they have the best de- defensive line in the nation. Um, and that's with two young second-year freshmen because uh, of the COVID rule um, in, in Brisey and, and Murphy uh, leading the way. And their linebackers are only going to get better. I mean, that's probably their weakest part um, of their defensive unit. And their defensive backs are top 10 in, in the nation. I, th- I have them ranked seven or eight. Um, but again... After Georgia week one, we go back to that schedule, ranked 72nd in the, in the country for a top-tier team. Um, they should walk through. They get, I mean, South Carolina State, Georgia Tech, at NC State will be, um, you know, a challenge just because NC State uh, is going to be kind of trying to fight for that spot, that top spot in the Atlantic. They, they think they're back. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about NC State, but they get then Boston mm-hmm. College at Syracuse, you know, by at Syracuse, at Pittsburgh. These are all wins. Florida State, yeah, they might be a little bit improved, but that should be a win. Um, uh, Louisville, UConn, Wake Forest, and at South Carolina. So, Murderers um, Row. Yeah, I mean, that's 11 in a row right there. It should be at least, um, you know, barring any crazy things that happen with Clemson. Um, but Dabo in his 14th year um, seems a little crazy. It seems high. I guess I'm getting a lot older. He is 140 and 33, 10 and 7 in bowl games, um, 98 and 72 against the spread. That's Clemson. the big number, that ATS number, because yeah. you would think with as, you know, hyped and as well known as Clemson as that ATS number would, would shrink a little bit. Totally. He's still twenty. What is it? Twenty six games over five hundred ATS. Incredible. Yeah, really incredible. Um, you know that they they win. They win big. I think um, you know people still. You know, the, I know that they have their Clemson. That every year, the, you know, they win the ACC. Every year, they've kind of been a national contender, um, but they don't get the respect that Alabama and and Georgia and the SEC get. Uh, maybe Oklahoma when they're really good. They, Ohio State. Clemson still gets a little bit of, um, you know, yeah, they're good, but, you know, are they that good? Obviously, yes, they are. They've won the national title, um, you know, for a few times over the last few years. So um, Clemson's legit, uh, and they, they're the front runners in the ACC, and, you know, I really don't think anybody's going to touch them. Tell me what you think about my thoughts here on this win total. The season win total, as I mentioned, is 11, plus 100 over minus 120 if you want to go under. If my in, my in my opinion, nobody should be playing under 11 minus 120, and here's why. Not because they're not going to go under, but here's why. If you think they're going to go under that number, there is a, I'll literally put it at 99.9% chance that you think that they're going to lose the week one game to Georgia, right, where they're currently minus four. Yep. So... <clears throat> if you think that they're going to go under 11, which means you think they're going to lose week one to Georgia, play Georgia on the money line at plus 150. Like, I've been seen plus 160s. No, absolutely. Right? 
Yeah, in, I mean, in, unless you have, uh, yeah, unless you have some crystal ball that says that exactly. You know, uh, DJ is going down. He's going to get hurt, and and so is the rest of their offense. And you know, all their defense is is going to get COVID and all this stuff. I mean, that's what you have to bank on. Um, but yeah, no, I a hundred percent agree. Um, and I will tell you that there's probably more than a fifty percent chance that I'm playing Georgia and Georgia on the money line. And the reason is, and I'll tell you why, is that. Clemson's going to be young on offense. Georgia's returning a lot of guys. Um, you know, I, I think you know they're going to have some uh, have something to say about that. I, the the line already dropped. I think from four, it might be at three and a half in some mm-hmm. shops. Um, so some of the smart money is coming in on Georgia. Uh, again, we're, we're we're weeks away here. Uh, I, I'm not 100 percent putting this on my card. But that's where I lean, at least at this point, unless um, you know something happens coming up to that date. I will say that game is a, it's a quote neutral site game, but it's at Bank of America Stadium, which uh, is yeah. where the ACC In title game Charlotte. is. So, yep, it 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 ain't a neutral game. I mean, right. Clemson's. Um, but the SEC does travel. They'll, they'll be up there. They'll have a fan base. Um, yeah, no doubt. Clemson. We're talking more about you know familiarity for the team, Absolutely. not necessarily the fan travel. I do agree, Georgia will. will you know, get their guys up there, but just something to factor in there as well. Not that I, not that I'm disagreeing with it, with no uh, the Georgia lane at this point, but yeah, but just said, going back to that win total, they could look win at, 11 look at Georgia row. money line. Yep, Sorry? absolutely. Yeah, no, I'm saying they could win 11 in a row, but if yep. you, again, if you if you think it's going <clears> under, <throat> they're going to lose that first game, and that's it. Take them yeah, I mean, just going back to the point of who they play after Georgia, Wags touch upon it. They play just one team after Georgia that had a winning ACC record in uh, in 2020. So. Schedule certainly lightens up after after uh, they play Georgia. North Carolina Wags, the team, they are getting a ton of hype lately. Obviously, they have a Heisman contending quarterback. Uh, the North Carolina Tar Heels, conference odds plus 800, division odds to win the Coastal plus 110, national championship odds 50 to 1. I have seen that number drop recently as some people really do think that they have a chance to win this uh, conference and make the playoff season win total 10 plus 120 if you want to go over that, minus 140 if you want to go under that. Sam Howell, 16-1 to 1 to win the Heisman. I will say this. If you think North Carolina can win this conference, if you think they do win this conference, instead of playing 8-1 to 1 or maybe split a unit here and there, I would also throw some money on Sam Howell to win the Heisman at 16-1. to 1. If they get to the ACC final and he's playing at that level, there is a really decent chance that he's also going to take home the Heisman Trophy. And 16 to 1, maybe split your unit on conference odds at 8 to 1 and Sam Powell, Sam Howell, 16 to 1. Thoughts on North Carolina Wags? I keep going back and forth. I First off, let me say I love them. I think they're a great team. And I think they you know are the front runner to win this coastal division. Um, you know, and Miami right behind them. Um, Sam Howell is incredible. Um he threw for almost 3,600 yards last year, uh, 30 touchdowns, seven interceptions. Um, Mac, you know, they return 18 guys, eight on offense, 10 on defense. Mac Brown now in his third year and can really make serious waves here, not only in the ACC, but, you know, as a national champion, uh, long shot potential, even at 50 to one. So like you said, that number may have be coming down. Sam Howell, up there with Rattler, up there with Corral as the nation's best quarterback. So it's 16 to 1. It is worth a look. Um, definitely a long shot, uh, slightly. But again, as you said, if you, if you think that they can make waves in the ACC and compete 
um, with Clemson. Uh, Howell's going to be one of the big reasons. Their big question mark, though, here are the skill positions, right? So I think they have a really solid offensive line and a really, you know, one of the best quarterbacks in the nation, if not the best. um, And I'm going to put that out there and possibly, uh, you know, the top quarterback coming out next year. Um, But their running backs, they lost two stud stud running backs and Michael Carter to the Jets now and Javante Williams is on the Broncos. Um, So their top two backs are now projected to possibly start in the NFL as rookies. So that, that goes to show you how good they were last year. And I think they were a really integral piece to that offense because a lot of the defenses had to key in on these great running backs, which opened up these passing lanes for, um, for Howell last year. So got to keep an eye on that, see if those running backs, the new uh, running backs who come in, can make some waves there. Uh, and they also lose their top two receivers also to the NFL, Daz Newsom and Diami Brown, um, who I think is going to be um, a really good player and maybe a top five rookie in the league this year. Um, the good news, though, uh, again, their offensive line is going to be able to protect Howell, open up holes for these young backs. Um, and UNC's defensive line, best in the ACC, I think, um, you know, competing with Clemson's defensive line. Uh, so I think their defense is going to be really good. Um, they return 10 starters, um, you know, and they're going to wreak havoc that defensive line on these ACC offensive lines. We're not talking about the big 10, uh, the big 10 or the big 12 or the sec offensive lines they are going against ACC, in my opinion, does have a, a step down in offensive line. So I think UNC could get after the quarterback that said, if the teams that they play can get beyond this first layer, it's going to be tough for UNC because their linebacker unit, um, they did lose their best player um, and they're probably going to take a step back. Uh, so that's where these ACC teams need to take advantage um, of them. Now, their schedule, the way it works out, um, I think it's very good. Uh, you know, They're right in the middle, I would say, of the pack. Um, they open up against Virginia Tech, Georgia State, Virginia, at Georgia Tech, Duke, Florida State. Um, so they're likely 6-0. and um, I will say that that Florida State game is big. For them, it's going to be a big game because they lost to Florida State last year in a, in a big upset, um, 31-28. They almost came back to win it, but they did lose. So they probably have that game uh, circled. But they also have the next game circled, and that's Miami. And you know who else You could say that, yes. yes. Yeah, I mean, that's going to be, <laughs> that's uh, obviously, game. that's going to be the game. But, you know, uh, having lost to Florida State, having to play Florida State the week before, yes, they get them both at home, um, but they're going to be kind of wanting to get after Florida State. And I'm not saying they're going to overlook Miami, but Miami has a bye the week before the UNC game, and they have to go on the road. And they, hey, guess what? They just got pounced last year in the last game of the season, 62 to 26 against this North Carolina team. So Miami's going to be a little angry. They're going to be up for that game. So we're going to see, you know, how is North Carolina going to handle having to, you know, beat Florida State the week before, assuming they do, then play Miami, who's going to get, you know, obviously try to play at a much elevated level and I think that's why you see that line is a little short in my opinion as UNC is playing at home and only giving three points at this point um, where basically they're calling them even teams even though North Carolina returns 18 starters Miami returns 19 but guess what UNC wins on the road last year by what 35 points or so even more so I mean 
to only be it a has three plus point three favorite. dogs. They, they yeah. put up sixty two at Miami. Exactly. Exactly. So um, that's going to be it's going to be a great game. I think that that is going to you know really tell you who's going to win um, the coastal and. Uh, yeah, and they have a third tough game um, at the end of this. Uh, well, obviously, so after Miami, they get a bye. They have to play Notre Dame on the road. Mm-hmm. Very tough game. And then the last game of the season at NC State. Again, I mentioned NC State. I think they're going to be better. Um, playing on the road in a rivalry game for North Carolina will be tough. Uh, I think they definitely get by that. North Carolina is going to be a team to beat this year, and I think Howell um, is going to be a great, great quarterback this year. 41 points per game last year, but you mentioned they lose those top skill position players, which I think is not being talked about enough because Howell's getting all of the praise. Defensively, I agree, 10 returning starters, they certainly should be the same, if not better, than last year. They, they had some games where they gave up some points, right? The bowl game, the Orange Bowl, that was Texas and they did give up 41 points. They had a lot of opt-outs, though, for that game, if I'm remembering correctly. That was a game that I was on. I was all all over A&M there. Yeah, um, and yeah look, they gave, they gave up. Yeah, to, I mean, to that point, they gave up 53 to Wake Forest. Okay, yeah. Let that yeah. resonate. 53 points to Wake Forest. Now, um, you know, Wake Forest, again, I'll talk about them later. Uh, very good team. They gave up 44 at Virginia, um, and they gave up 45 against Virginia Tech. Now, those three offenses, not that great. So that's going to be the big question mark for North Carolina. Is can is the front line going to be enough to get after the quarterback? Um and make an impact or are these teams going to have you know have at it against North Carolina Um, we should probably see these games being um, high scoring games uh, you know all of those North Carolina games one game I'll add wags that the that you talked about earlier you talked about they might start off five and oh six and oh September 3rd at Virginia Tech Friday night game season opener in Blacksburg at night North Carolina minus five and a half that ain't yep. a gimme, believe me. And, I know and you know what? Down. You're you're not wrong because when you say that line to me, you know, if you're telling me make North Carolina, who's exactly. arguably a top ten it team, feel short, very short, very short. So watch out for that game. Absolutely, um, that it'll be a fun game to watch. Virginia Tech coming off a five and six year, uh, year last year, they're going to be um, amped up for that game, no they doubt revenge about it. as well. Carolina won fifty six forty five last year versus Tech. So. Yep. I'm not saying they're going to win outright. I'm just saying. Watch out for that game. Um, all right. The Miami Hurricanes wags. Here we Heard go. Heard about them. Heard, Heard about, about them. them. Conference odds, 8-1. to one, Same as Carolina, which is an interesting number. Coastal division odds, plus 135. So they're the second favorite to win the Coastal National Championship, 80-1. to one. Season win total, 9.5. There are some nines popping as well, but the prevailing number, 9.5. Over, plus 120. Under, minus 140. I don't know about for you. For me, it is all about the health of quarterback De'Ara King. They do return 19 starters. They are plus 18 or so week one versus Nick Saban in Alabama. And then they do play four straight home games. Thoughts on the Miami Hurricanes? Yeah, they, uh, again, look, you know, everybody knows, I say this all the time, I'm a Hurricanes fan. So, um, you know, I'm a little bit more critical of them, but also, um, you know, try to be optimistic beginning of the year. They return 19 guys, 10 on offense, nine on defense. The only starter they lose is Brevin Jordan at tight end. I say only because not, you know, he was great. He did great things. They didn't use him enough. Um, you know, so kind of he could have been even better. Uh, but they also have Will Mallory, who's going to step in. I've seen him playing uh, in 
uh, spring ball and in the summer and he looks very good and will be a, an, a major impact for Miami on offense. Um, and with Rhett Lashley back as offensive coordinator, um, kind of, you know, now got every all cylinders go right with 10 starters back. Um, this offense can certainly cause issues for any team in the country. That includes North Carolina. Obviously we just talked about their weak defense, but that includes Clemson. So if they get there, um, I expect Miami to be able to actually, um, do some things that they couldn't do last year. Right. So Clemson, uh, completely annihilated them last year, 42-17. They couldn't get their offense going. Um, but I really uh, expect if Miami does get to that game, because they do avoid Clemson this year, um, to be able to score on a Clemson team. Um, but that said, the big if here is if De'Ara King is healthy, right? Um, that is a huge, huge question mark. Um, you know, he says he feels 100%. Um, you can say all these things, but after talking to doctors myself um, who are orthopedic surgeons and, and specialize in this area, um, it does take a good nine months to heal, even at your healthiest um, players. Uh, so, you know, he might be feeling that way. It's one thing to feel that way and practice that way. It's another thing to step on the field against an Alabama team on September 4th and really see how your knee feels. So um, I expect him to start um, week one against Alabama in Atlanta. You mentioned that's an 18-point spread. Um, it should be. Look, Alabama's the number one team in the country, but um, Miami's been waiting for this game for years. All the fans have been waiting for years, and they actually get Alabama, in, in my opinion, at a weak point in Alabama's uh, you know, program over the last, what, 10 years. Um, and, and to say that, they're still a preseason number one, meaning new quarterback, three new offensive linemen. They only return you know, so many starters. So this is a chance for Miami to kind of say, okay, we're here. We're here to compete. They might not win the game, but can they cover the 18? Can they make it a game? You know, is this going to be a 10 point game in the fourth quarter? And then, you know, maybe Alabama opens it up. They win by 17, 20, whatever it may be. But as long as Miami keeps it competitive, um, they have a chance with this schedule to, to really, um, you know, do something this year. They play Appalachian state. Who's no slouch. They're That's a very the game. Good team. I, I was going to flag that. You're, yep. you're playing Alabama. You just mentioned it. You're thinking about getting that game for years. The whole yep. offseason is about Alabama. Say they, you know, lose by 10. It's close, whatever. They lose by whatever. They ain't thinking about Appalachian State the next week at home, believe me. Absolutely so, not. And, and Appalachian State is a very good team. Yes. yes. I mean, they, that's a letdown you know, spot if I've ever seen one. A hundred percent. I mean, Miami beat them, I think, a couple of years ago. Um, but, you know, I, I think Appalachian State is, is no slouch. They should, you know, Miami should not be looking past them at all. Yep. Um, so that's going to be, uh, you know, an interesting game. But after that, Michigan State still rebuilding at home in Miami should be very good, you know, easy win central Connecticut. I mean, just one of those cupcakes, uh, which Miami typically struggles against. Uh, just, I might have to add to that. Cover. Yes. Yeah. Virginia at home on a Thursday night again, then they go into a bye. This is where, you know, the schedule gets really interesting. They got to go to North Carolina potentially for the coastal conference. Um, that game, assuming Miami could then come home, Beat, win, uh, win against NC State. They go to Pittsburgh. Um, we'll talk about Pittsburgh, a very good team, but they get, um, yeah, and they get three of the toughest teams in the ACC um, at home, but we'll talk about that later. 
Uh, Georgia Tech should win. Florida State, a rivalry game. I mean, Florida State not going to be uh, that good this year, so they should win even though it's on the road. Um, but you never know in that in that game. Virginia Tech, who we talked about getting better, and at Duke. So, it, I mean, it is a tough schedule. It's right in the middle, right? They're ranked 53rd in the nation. They, they play Alabama. Um, so we'll see. I think the biggest question mark for me, obviously, aside from Derrick King, um, if he could stay healthy, is the defense. I mean, they have on paper one of the top defenses in the nation they return nine starters what i like about it is manny diaz is going to be calling the defensive plays so that's really good what kind of gives me pause is that they gave up 44 points a game in the four uh big games that they had last year that was an average 44 points per game um, that they gave up to uh again north carolina the bowl game against oklahoma state um against clemson and uh, at NC State. I mean, these are four tough teams offensively, but you can't give up 44 points a game to them and expect to be a contender even, you know, in the Coastal Conference with North Carolina. So I expect their defense to be definitely better than they were last year, especially returning nine. Um, But, you know, they they lose a couple of guys up front. I think their linebackers will be improved. And I think on paper their defensive backs are great. But, again, we saw what North Carolina did to them last year – torched them put up 62 against them they need to be hungry Manny Diaz needs to get them to buy in Manny Diaz needs to take control of this defense and get back to where they were two three years ago when Manny Diaz was the defensive coordinator um you know when they won at home against Notre Dame and and then you know beat Flores you know we gotta you know we Miami needs to get back um to a place of uh tenacity urgency um if they want to compete in the coastal and then again compete against Clemson. That's the word. Passionate Miami Hurricane. Passionate, passionate words from Wags on the Miami Hurricanes. I will say this about Manny Diaz. I'm I'm hearing rumblings, you know, it's only his third year, but let's just say it it's a big year for him. I think there's a lot of expectations on this team. I think that's why he's taking over the defensive play calls because he, he knows that he wants to have a more hands-on approach. Oh and two in bowl games under Diaz. 0-4 the last four years in bowl games for the Hurricanes. 1-10 in their last 11 bowl games since 2006. So this is a team that I think you could definitely say has underperformed. They finally got a quarterback in there, you know, top five, top ten quarterback, and then he gets hurt last year. So obviously they need to keep him upright, keep him healthy. But if they can, the, the schedule does have some, some soft spots in there for sure. Um, yep. But yeah. Absolutely. You know, they have a very experienced I mean, and really didn't talk about their offense that much, but they have a very experienced offensive line. I think it's one of the most experienced in the nation um, as far as not only that do they return everybody on the offensive line, but they also have st- uh, many of them have started for two, three years. Um, so so that's obviously a positive for Miami. They also get have studs, uh, you know, at running back and, and Cameron Harris and um, Jalen Knighton and and. Uh, Donald Cheney. I mean, these guys were top uh, backs, uh, you know, top 10 running backs in the nation coming out of high school. So um, we'll see what happens. And then they they also get, uh, you know, at receiver, they have everybody back and then they have a a transfer receiver um, in Charleston Rambo from Oklahoma. So this guy was a top 40 recruit, um, very good uh, receiver, and I think he's going to make an impact as well. Um, so we'll see. A little nugget here that Miami is 0-5 as an away favorite under Manny Diaz. They would There would only really be three possibilities this year for them to be 
a road favorite. That's at Pitt, at FSU, and at Duke this year. So just something to keep in mind there. Um, good stuff on, on, on the Kansas Wags. Uh, moving on to North Carolina State. A lot of hype around this team this year, that is for sure. Um, I would argue that they are Clemson's biggest um, – team that they were you know that they would have to worry about in the Atlantic obviously Clemson's minus 715 for a reason but if there's a team that's going to sneak up win some games that maybe are unexpected that would probably be NC State in my opinion conference odds 20 to 1 Atlantic division odds 10 to 1 national championship odds 750 to 1 season win total six and a half plus 100 minus 120 if you want to go under 19 returning starters for this NC State team now the reason that a lot of people like them but their win total is six and a half is because they draw both North Carolina and Miami from the coastal, which is a really tough break for them. You know, sometimes it's completely random. You know, it could have been a year where they have this, this really solid team and they get, you know, Duke, Virginia, Georgia tech or whatever from the coastal. Well, this year they get North Carolina and Miami, they get Clemson at home, which will obviously be a good thing for them. But just based on their early season schedule, I mean, they could, and by could, I mean probably, will be 3-0 and headed into that Clemson game. They play USF, they're minus 18 week one at Mississippi State. Obviously won't be easy, but certainly a winnable game. And then they're home against Furman, and then they get Clemson September 25th. So you get a team like this, a solid quarterback, solid coach, 19 uh, returning starters, 9 on offense, 10 on defense. You get some momentum there. You get a Clemson team coming in week four. Who knows where they're at mentally at that point. NC State. Could be a live dog in that game. Wags, thoughts on NC State here? Look, you, you you hit the nail on the head. They returned 19 starters. They were 8-4 and four last year. And, you know, look, they should only improve. They get Devin Leary back at quarterback um, after breaking his leg. He was, you know, throwing the ball 60% uh, completion percentage with eight touchdowns and two interceptions. So if he can continue to play at that rate, protect the football um, he gets most of his top wide receivers back who can really make big plays and they'll also have the top running backs in the ACC so um, you know I expect them to pound the football uh, they return their top three running backs so again they're they're you know they they got speed they have power um, but their big issue might be on the offensive line as their numbers were not great that last year but I think they do improve um, they bring four of those starters back uh, but again, you you look at the conference's strength, and what the, where the conference's strength is is it is up front the defensive line. So we'll see how this offensive line can handle. And we talked a little bit about the schedule earlier. Uh, USF, Mississippi State on the road, Furman, you know potentially three and zero there. Then they get Clemson and Louisiana Tech. So they could start four and one. You know, marking Clemson as um, as a loss there. Then they get a bye. This is where kind of the where NC State will you know make it or break it. Uh, the next five games yep. from October sixteenth to November thirteenth at Boston College, tough game. At Miami, obviously a tough game. Louisville, at Florida State, um, who will be you know a little bit improved, and at Wake Forest. And we talked about Wake. You know, I'll talk about Wake Forest um, later on. But Wake Forest is going to be a good team this year. Um, yes, I, you heard me right. Uh, and and then they have. You know, a week in between, which is the Syracuse game, which they'll definitely win. Um, and then they got to play North Carolina on a Friday night. They do get it at home. That w- You know, they will be up for it. That stadium will be rowdy. Um, so, you know, 
again, it's all going to depend on those middle five games. Boston College, at, you know, on the road. Miami on the road. Louisville, which is their homecoming, so hopefully they get up for that. And then they got two more road games after that at Florida State, at Wake Forest. So if they can, you know, go four and one in those games, NC State can compete. Um, there's no doubt about it uh, for the Atlantic Division. But again, Clemson's there. I don't see them beating Clemson. Um, I think NC State, uh, you know, look. Like I said, they, they can be anywhere from a six or seven win team to a double-digit win team. Yeah, quarterback Devin Leary, I mean, he certainly got some meaningful playing time last year. Eight touchdowns, just two interceptions, 60% completion, eight, 890 yards passing. So certainly just based on that, based on the schedule, based on their offensive returning starters and defensive returning starters as well, solid coaching staff there with uh, Dave Doran. Lots to like about NC State there this year. Aside from who they have to play in the Coastal, that's why their win total is only – Six and a half. Another team wags that some people are saying could be better than expected. Also a team that could potentially beat Clemson in the Atlantic. Boston College conference odds 50 to 1. Atlantic division odds 22 to 1. National championship odds 750 to 1. Season win total 7 minus 120 plus 100. Now you might say their win total 7. NC State's a 6.5. But NC State's conference odds are 20 and BC's conference odds, odds are 50. Well, that's all strength of schedule, right? If you you know you, you talked about starting off three and zero, it's it's a pretty good likelihood that Boston College is going to start off three and zero. Week one, Colgate at home. Week two at UMass, not a real football team. Week three <laughs> at Temple, pretty bad football team. Most likely going to be three and zero, and then they get Missouri and Clemson. So, you know, when you're talking about win totals, it's not just about how that team's going to perform in conference. It's about who they play outside of conference, who they get at home versus on the road, etc. Seventeen starters back. Um, and again, I've talked about NC State getting Miami and having to play North Carolina. Well, guess what? BC avoids both Miami and North Carolina from the coastal, which is huge as well. 83rd strength of schedule. So that's why that win total is a little bit uh, jumped, uh, bumped up there compared to NC State. Thoughts on BC here, Wags? Yeah, I really like the squad under uh, the second-year head coach, Jeff Halfley. Um, he's, he was 6-5 was and five last year in his first year, um, which is pretty impressive with a Boston College team who lost their top running back. Um, they returned 17 starters, and something I want to note is, you know, we keep saying, wow, like all these teams are returning so many starters. Um, well, that's because everybody was allowed right. to play an extra year given the COVID rules. So um, they returned 17 starters. They do have a favorable schedule, as, as you mentioned, ACL. They'll improve uh, off of their 28 points per game last year um, and should put up some really solid offensive numbers. Now, their issue is that they were giving up over 28 points per game last year. And while they should improve with eight men coming back, uh, you know, with a defensive minded head coach, that's going to be their their big issue. Um, I typically think of Boston College as, as a grinded out uh, low scoring team. This is a year where I'm going to look to play a few of these overs here, so keep that in mind. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think Boston College uh, is going to, going to compete with NC State, going to compete with Wake Forest, going to pe compete with Florida State for that number two spot, um, you know, behind Clemson in the Atlantic. Uh, but, you know, I don't see them, you know, beating Clemson. they got to go on the road, um, you know, and, you know, they do have an, an easy schedule. So I do think that they'll improve off that six win, get to seven, maybe eight wins um, this year. I mean, aside from at Clemson, the, this is a team that could win every single other road game. I mean, the schedule just breaks so nicely for this team. You're, you're talking at UMass, at Temple, at Louisville, at Syracuse, at Georgia Tech. 
I mean, yep. if they can take care of business at home, they could go four and one oh, or something. Like no that, doubt about it. it. Yeah, yeah, with, without a doubt, they they could be a double digit win team. There, yeah. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. Um, but I, I will say, in the ACC, typically there's just I wouldn't even call it upsets. All of those middle teams, um, you know, teams three through six in, in each of those divisions could beat anybody on any given Sunday. So, or Saturday, I should say, um, at Georgia tech, you know, the, like on paper, it seems like, yeah, they should win. Georgia tech's going to be better. Um, you know, Virginia tech at home, that's going to be a dogfight. Yeah. They should beat Cuse on the road. Um, even though the dome is a very tough place to play, uh, just Cuse is, is just not good. Um, you know, coming off a one in 10 season, they might improve a little bit, but not that much. They do get Albany this year, I believe. Syracuse. They might get that one. Um, but yeah, Florida state and wake forest, you end, uh, your season at home, in a cold, you know, in cold weather outside for, for, you know, for at least Florida State, a warm weather team um, and Wake Forest coming up from North Carolina. So, um, yeah, no, the, the schedule definitely uh, is favorable to them. And as you mentioned, I think they're like an 80, 83rd schedule in the country. Yep. So, it, um, yeah, they, they, they should definitely improve off that six and five record last year. All right, Wags, the Florida State Seminoles. <laughs> I hear a laugh there from you. The Florida State Seminoles conference odds forty to one, Atlantic Division odds eighteen to one, national championship five hundred to one, season win total five and a half minus one twenty five over plus one hundred five under. I will say this: obviously, they struggled last year, three and six. Any, and I've said this on other pods, any first year coach last year, I've given them a complete pass. It's hard enough to come in as a first year coach and get everything reorganized and do all that when you have your full spring practices, when things are normal, when you get your normal recruiting schedule and all that last year just i i can't imagine being a first year coach and having to go through that with all the COVID protocols and the rules and not having spring practices and all that so i'm giving norvell a pass i i've heard very good indications that guys are buying in his recruiting class for next year is apparently going to be incredible which i think speaks a lot to him uh they do have 10 returners coming back in on uh, on offense Week one, they play Notre Dame. So we're going to learn a lot about them there. It's a uh, game where they're around eight and a half. It was nine and a half. FSU has taken some money. So they're down to eight and a half there. And then if you just look at the rest of their schedule, they could start off four and one, right? They play Jacksonville State at Wake, home Louisville, home Syracuse. So say that they lose the week one game to Notre Dame, Jacksonville State, Wake, Louisville, Syracuse. They could be four and one. They could be three and two. And then they're at North Carolina. Obviously, a ton is going to come down to McKenzie Milton complete unknown it's great to even see him back on the field so kudos to him great job there but it's it's a it's a difficult handicap simply because we don't know what we're going to get from him right I mean he could be amazing if he goes back to how he was at UCF that's great or he could just struggle right off the gates it's very very difficult to know that but from a scheduling standpoint at least early on I like it it does get extremely difficult later on they have the 14th most difficult strength of schedule in the entire country simply because they have to play Miami North Carolina and Clemson at BC and at Florida later on in the year. So uh, a difficult handicap here on the Florida State Seminoles. Thoughts on uh, FSU here? Yeah, I mean, I, I laughed early. Not really sure why we're even talking much about this team. Um, I do agree with you. Mike Norville should get a pass. He's now in his second year. There was plenty of turmoil, um, you know, for the last two or three years in that locker room. Definitely going to improve this year as far as being more competitive. Um but will they make a bowl game? Like you said, we're going to take a look, uh, a harder look at that schedule in a second. Um, looking at last year, they went three and six. Okay, 
They lost to Georgia Tech to open the year. Then they get pounced by Miami in a rivalry game by 52 to 10. Oh, and then they get Jacksonville State. So, of course, they're going to you know come off that uh, as 27-and-a-half-point dogs. Jacksonville State gave them a game. They almost they won only, that game. Yeah, they almost yeah. – I mean, the, yeah. the, 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 they won – uh, Florida State won by 17 points, but it was much, much yep. closer, and uh, Jacksonville State almost won. Uh, I remember seeing won. the alerts. I was watching whatever game, and I kept getting you know the, yep. the alerts. Yeah, you FSU's probably were getting down. alerts from me. <laughs> Text from you talking crap. <laughs> yep, exactly. Uh, but, and then they go to Notre Dame. They they lose. So they start off the year th- one and three. Their only win is against Jacksonville State. Um, they, they they get number five North Carolina coming in um, to play them at home. And, and, of course, what do they do? They make big plays on defense. I think that was like – uh, you know, that was just a crazy game. North Carolina almost comes back at the end. You know, a couple of questionable calls there, uh, a couple of drop passes by North Carolina uh, towards the end of the game. But, you know, they beat North Carolina. So kudos to Florida State. They obviously have it in them to beat a top team. Um, but then, you know, again, they beat Jacksonville State. They Now they beat North Carolina. Um, they lose in the next three to Louisville, Pitt, and NC State. And then they they beat Duke um, by 21 at the, at the last game of the season. So momentum builder maybe at the end. They beat Duke as a three-and-a-half-point favorite on the uh, at, at home. Amazing. They were only three and a half at home, but uh, against Duke. But, yep. you know, Duke was up last year. Uh, they beat them by 21. So momentum builder. Norville gets a full offseason with this team. Um, yeah, like you said, I'm hearing things about these players buying in their recruiting class coming back. But, you know, I think the tough thing is, is look, they got the 14th toughest schedule in the nation. They do play Notre Dame. I think this game is going to be close. I think Notre Dame definitely beats them. Um, but I, I think it, you know, I, I'm going to look hard at taking the points with Florida state. Um, Jacksonville state. We talked about it last year. They, they almost lost to them last year. They, they're not going to almost lose to them this year. Um, that's for sure at wake forest. That's a tough game. That is a tough game at wake forest. They should win. But Wake is going to be really good at in Wake Forest. You know, that's going to be Wake Forest is like they're going to be up for that game. Big right? Super Bowl um, type game for them. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, then they get Louisville, Syracuse. Then this is where it is. OK, at North Carolina, they get a bye. Good thing they get a bye because they get a bye before UMass. OK, and, and guess what? They put UMass as their homecoming. Like that. That's crazy. You know, they just want to make sure that they win that game. Right. So, <laughs> yeah, they um, it's, it's nuts. But here, here's the last five games of the season at Clemson. That's a loss. North Carolina state at home, then Miami at home. Maybe they split those um, at best. Uh, Then they got to go to Boston college, November 20th in Boston outside cold weather game. Boston college is going to be better. And then they got to go to their rival at the swamp in in Florida. So um, those last five games, they can go, they could go 0 and 5 in those last five games. They also have to play North Carolina, which is a loss in my book. Notre Dame, which might be a loss. That could be seven losses right there. Is this team going to be back uh, to a bowl game? It might take another year for Norville, um, but I think Florida State fans need to be patient. There's never any patience in the SEC or, or in the, for these Florida schools or in the Big 12 or in the Big Power Five conferences with historic teams like the florida state seminoles um like you said they're getting mackenzie milton from ucf the guy hasn't played in two years he was an absolute stud he was amazing at ucf uh before his catastrophic leg leg injury that put him off the field so this is like you said an incredible story um kudos to him this is almost like alex smith-esque uh coming back 
off this injury same level. rehab Absolutely. same type of level yep. especially at the collegiate level like the, you know he deserves a standing ovation um it's incredible and guess what if he can do something and he you know he he's got if his legs okay right let's say he's a hundred percent he was a runner at, at ucf he pulled down the ball he could run he can give this um florida state team a dynamic that they haven't had in the last few years um the biggest question mark here and and to be completely blunt is their offensive line stinks absolutely stinks they've stunk for the last three years they've been a bottom let me tell you this for a historic team in florida state who gets recruits year after year i know there was turmoil they have been a in the hundreds okay they've been a hundred and something as far as offensive line for the last three years in a row that is awful i mean we're talking about like below teams that are fall out of the power five right we're talking about teams like Liberty and Coastal Carolina, even though they're very good teams, I can't think of any of these. You know, Mac schools, Ohio and and Ball State, that's where Florida State offensive line ranks. They they were terrible. Um, now, yes, they play better teams, and that's probably why they're worse off. But to compete in the ACC, you're going to have to have a solid offensive line, and Florida State's not there yet, and that's why they will lose games, and that's why they probably won't make a bowl game this year. I will say the win total has taken some sharp money over. I'm not saying they're going to get to six and hit a bowl game. I'm just saying there has been some sharp money over, and a lot of it is because that early season schedule, and maybe they can sneak out a win out of those last five to get to six. Absolutely. But, Look, I'm uh, not. I'm not. I'm not. It taking, all comes I'm, down to Milton. So. I'm not taking for or against Florida State on their win total or anything else. Um, I'm just calling it as it is. I think their offensive line needs to improve. I think they will improve. They can't yep. get much worse. True. Um, and I think Mackenzie Milton, if he's 100% healthy, will be able to use his legs much more than the past quarterbacks of Florida State could um, and maybe get outside the pocket and make some big plays. So, yeah, I think they can do it. I think if they buy into Norville, they could you know, have a few upsets here and there. Good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah, it's a win total that hasn't made my card yet, but I'm 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 taking a look at it. I'm really kind of diving deep. I'm trying to get some more information on how Milton's looking in practice and all that. So we shall see. All right, guys, that is the ACC Wags. There's a handful of other teams. I know you mentioned Wake. I think you're pretty bullish on them. Uh, any other teams? You know, Syracuse, the Virginia Techs of the world, ACC that you wanted to highlight here before we get out of here. Yeah, let me quickly talk about Wake. I know I mentioned them a few times in this podcast already, but they returned 20 starters, okay? I know we talked about, you know, some teams returning 17. This is 20. They returned all 11 offensive starters last year, from last year. They have Sam Hartman, who many of you know from QB1 on Netflix. Uh, he threw for 2,200 yards last year, 13 touchdowns and five interceptions. Um, while they were just four and five last year, they only lost to they so of those five losses they lose to Clemson, opening up the season by twenty three. Really not terrible. Um, they were thirty four point dogs, so they did cover. They lost to NC State by three on the road, and they lost at uh, was it on the road? Um, they lost to yeah at North Carolina by six points. All very respectable. You change those to you know obviously not to wins, but maybe two of those to wins. They're in the bowl. They have a very easy schedule this year. They will make a bowl game this year, and I think they will cause some waves and and possibly be the number two team um, behind Clemson this year. So watch out for Wake Forest, Louisville, uh, four and seven last year. They had lots of close losses. Uh, they only returned thirteen starters. Um, but you know I think they should get to at least five wins, so improve a little bit. Uh, as far as Syracuse, I know you, we kind of mentioned them. Uh, they went one and ten last year. They 
I guess the only potential good news for Cuse is that they returned 19 starters, <laughs> but they were one in 10. So um, that said, they should improve. They open up at Ohio. Look, that'll be actually a somewhat competitive game, unfortunately, for Syracuse fans. They play Rutgers week two at home. Um, Rutgers will be improved. They do have Shiano. Uh, any Anytime Syracuse plays at home, I get scared, right? Just because yeah. that dome is, is a little, you know, it's crazy. It's tough to play there. And then, as you mentioned, they get Albany. You know, they probably scheduled this 10 years ago, but they had Liberty back-to-back this year. Liberty beats them last year um, and will probably beat them again this year. Uh, Liberty just on an upswing now. They have a you know great team, so um, those are tough. And then they get into the ACC at Florida State, Wake Forest, Clemson, at Virginia Tech, Boston College, at Louisville, at NC State, and then Pittsburgh. I mean, you could pretty much mark losses for all of those, unfortunately, for Syracuse. Maybe they get an upset here or there just based on experience, but probably not. Um, who else? I mean, Pittsburgh, uh, we, we didn't really talk about. Um, they only returned 14 starters, uh, you know, after the. Uh, but Pat Narduzzi, I mean, this guy is a great defensive minded coach. Very tough team. They play teams tough. It's tough to play at that stadium. So who knows with them? Virginia Tech, uh, you mentioned them. They should rebound off a disappointing five and six year. Uh, we talked about them opening up at home against North Carolina. Can, can they pull off an upset? Unlikely, but I wouldn't be shocked. Um, and then the last team, you know, there, there's Virginia and Duke. Duke is going to be the bottom of the barrel this year. UVA has got a playmaker at quarterback. But one team I want to talk about is Georgia Tech. Very tough schedule. So um, I think their win total right now is at four and a half, which is obviously very low. But there's they're going to be a very – yeah, there's going to be a very tough – they're going to be a tough team. So put them down as a tough out uh, might be one of those teams that you back as a dog just because um, they're going to be a tough team to beat. Uh, they have the third toughest schedule in the nation. They got to play at Clemson, North Carolina, at Miami, at Notre Dame and Georgia. That is incredible. I'll say this about Georgia Tech and they're a team that I've looked really hard at as far as the season win total. They have the absolutely correct. They have the number three most difficult strength of schedule in the, in the entire country. However, they're probably going to start off two and zero. They play Northern Illinois, where they're minus seventeen, and, and then they play Kennesaw State. So, it's one of those weird dynamics where, say, you have under five, or under four and a half, or whatever number you get, and you're like, oh, they have the number three most difficult strength of schedule, and I have under four and a half, and then two weeks in. You look up, they're two and zero. Oh. It, it it just doesn't feel good. So if you are playing under on Georgia Tech, just keep that in mind. It gets really, really, really backloaded toward the end there for them. Absolutely. Look, like you said, Northern Illinois and Kennesaw. That's two and zero. Oh. Then they're two and two because they got to play Clemson and North Carolina. We talked about those games. They got Pittsburgh. Going to be a dogfight, but they do get them at home. They get Duke on the road. Should be a win. Duke's going to be down this year. So, I mean, potentially they're, they're four and two right there um, to start off the bat. And if you have four and a half or five, you know, you got Virginia, Virginia Tech um, at Miami is going to be tough at Notre Dame, Georgia at home and Boston College in, in the middle there. So you have one more shot, really, in my opinion, to win at G- Virginia, beat Virginia Tech or beat Boston College. So it's going to be tough. I'm staying away from it. I think they're a tough team. I think they can do it. I think, you know, as a stretch, they get to six wins and and make a bowl game. But it's going to be very, very tough with the third toughest schedule in the nation. Yeah, a handful of those teams you mentioned, I know, have already made my futures card. So um, be on the lookout for that. The futures package, guys, is up on the site. So 
What it is is you get NFL and college features from both myself and WAGS. Any season win totals were on, you know, conference, division, national championships, Super Bowl, whatever, for both college and NFL on that card. It's going to be out um, probably in about a week or so, somewhere in that time frame. We'll obviously tweet it out, and you get it for free if you buy a full season college or NFL package. So, you know, when we're talking about season win totals, we have handicapped every single team here. Um, as far as their season win total. And I have my card, Wagtats is, and they both go out to you guys. So be on the lookout for that. Obviously, we've done a deep dive with the ACC here. The next Power 5 conference up, the last Power 5 conference of Wags, which will be out in a few days, is the Pac-12. So be on the lookout for that, guys. Um, yeah, we absolutely love handicapping these uh, college teams, as you can see, and we cannot wait for a full college season to get going. All right, anything else, Wags, before we get out of here? Great deep dive today. No, that, that's it. I think uh, the ACC is going to be a very interesting conference aside from, you know, Clemson likely being in that championship game. But I think that championship game is going to be awesome, whether it's Clemson versus North Carolina, Clemson versus Miami, or, or who knows, maybe we have some sort of upsets in there. Um, you know, anything could happen in the ACC this year. Uh, but I, I think it'll be an exciting conference to watch. Um, maybe not the best conference, but it's going to be very competitive. All right, guys, good stuff. That is the ACC. The real MrACL.com is where you can find everything. Instagram, Twitter, we are on there as well. And again, we really appreciate any retweets and five-star ratings of the pod. Thank you so much for that. All right, we'll talk to you guys next time uh, as far as college previews with the Pac-12. For WAGS, I am ACL. We will talk to you then.